to uh, Joe's little podcast over here. Um, so I have a person of mine who's a graduate of UA, and he can kind of explain who he is and the significance of his own lifestyle. Oh, I, uh, so this is Carson. Uh, I work with Joe. Uh, I did my degree in statistics, uh, minor in economics at U of A, um, and now I work in insurance. So yeah, how'd you get in that field though? I uh, so in like okay, I started out. So I started yeah. bio, switched to economics mm-hmm. at UBC, yeah. then switched back to U of A for statistics. And I had no idea what I wanted to do in statistics for a little bit, uh, but then I looked at um, like different things in data science, decided that I kind of wanted something, because a lot of times in data science you don't have like a specific like certification. Yeah. So I kind of liked actuary stuff because I loved economics, and I kind of liked how it combined actuary, combined like finance, economics, statistics, and so I started doing the exams. I've gotten two exa- exams done now, so... Not a ton, but I'm doing my third IFM in March. IFM? Uh, investment financial markets. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's fun. Yo, this guy's, this guy's, this guy's a sugar daddy. <laughs> hoping. Hoping. Yeah, yeah, so it, fun. yeah, man. So if there's any girls out there, you know, <laughs> go any gold diggers, <laughs> this guy's rich or going to be rich. No. no. It's like the expected uh Expected income. value, you know. Yeah, so tell me, so that tattoo, man. Yeah. So I got it as kind of like just um, celebrating my degree, finishing my degree. But then I kind of decided I want to add on to it. So I've decided any actuary exam I pass from here on out, I'm going to get, because there's like 10 in total, so I have another eight to do. Oh, I'm going to get yeah. going to get a tattoo for each one. So next, uh, after I pass the next one, I'm going to go in to an artist and I'm going to get it all kind of planned out. Oh, okay. Um, and then I'm going to slowly, after each one, get like an exam for, uh, tattoo so, for so each exam. So you, you're going to get a sleeve full of formulas? Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've I've never heard of that shit before, man. Yeah, you know, it's fun. Yeah, it's, it's I don't know, man. Like when I did economics, man, like I kind of did it out of no choice. Yeah, because it's really fucked. Because what happened? What happened was that I actually uh, I applied for uh, SFU BD, but I actually got rejected in the last month. Yeah. So I couldn't make it to business school, so I actually went to econ. Yeah. I was like, ah, fuck this. I'll I'll, I'll just you know transition over to to BD. Yeah. Uh, and it happened through a loophole through entrepreneurship because like they had this program where they they basically needed people for the faculty. Yeah. So I kind of snaked my way in there and kind of got my degree that way. Yeah. Works out. Yeah, well, it works. I mean, you know what the other day, man, it just it fucking works out, right? Yeah. Like your degree is only good for what, like a year? Yeah. Or even it's like your first job outside of university. And most degrees like are good as a degree, but not as like for the actual thing. Like most of the time you don't get a job in specific your degree area. You just get a job that was like happy that you got a degree of some some kind. I mean, it depends on what, it depends on how much you study, right? It depends on like yeah. what you do. Like, I mean, stats is one of the good ones that, that you can actually use for stuff. Like, um, like engineering, STEM, I mean, STEM, yeah, right? STEM essentially. Yeah. Like stats is good just because, um, People look at it and, well, for one, people look at it and think you're smart. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I should have, like, I was one course away from getting a, a dual major in statistics and math. Oh. I feel like I almost should have done that because if someone looks at that, they're like, wow, that guy's, you know, impressive, but really I'm just a, just a dumbass. <laughs> like, so many stupid mistakes. No, nah, dude, I mean, we all do, but, like, it's weird because like, as an 18-year-old, man, you don't expect... You have, like the thing know. is, yeah. in like before you start university, you have no idea like what each degree program is. Like I did bio in high school; it's not anything like bio in university, right? And like my exposure to econ before university was like pretty limited. And I looked at comp sci because I had done some comp sci courses in in high school. Uh, I did a program, a bit of programming with like Python and Java. Oh ew! <laughs> and like I enjoyed it, but like I enjoyed, I, I didn't think of that as like a like a thing I could do for as a, like a job or whatever. And like, is there so many things that you just have no idea about and you get no exposure to at all? Like, God, what am I thinking of? Um, like anything in the arts essentially. And like, there's so many things in science that you get like a little bit of exposure to like bio, but you don't get like the labs or any of like the really higher level stuff. And you don't know what you really wanted. To, like I went to university with bio because I was like, you know, I enjoyed this in high school, you know, might as, might as well, it's in science. But I, you don't know what you want to do with bio. Like, I had no idea. That's kind of why, why I moved to econ, because I like decon. But turn the game. Turn, turn, turn the game down, man. Yeah, I'm too loud. It's the, same, it's the same way, exactly what you're saying. You don't know what you're exposed to because you're so young at 18. Yeah. It's like you, 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 they expect you to go into this institution where you're going to get lots of debt. Or yeah. you're just going to pay through the, through the ass. Or you're you and you get no debt. I'm a little bit jealous of that. I'm going to be paying this off for like three years, so it's well, not yeah. bad, but... I know, man, because, like, I was, like, I went through, my, my brother went through school, and, like, my parents were like, yeah, you're not, if you're going to be borrowing money from the government, man, you can do two things with it. Yeah. You can 
apply for student debt, student loans to get the thousand dollar credit. Yeah. Number two, you can apply for student loans to reinvest into something else. Yeah. That was actually what my dad suggested for me because I got I don't know I like privileged household or whatever. Yeah. My, <laughs> my uh, grandma before she died, she gave each of her grandkids ten ten thousand dollars. So mine went to like an education fund essentially, and so my dad was like, you just take student loans out and just invest it. Yeah. Um, I didn't end up doing that. I really should have, but. Whatever. Well, I just got re- I got rejected from student loans because I worked at McDonald's and I made too much money. Yeah. I was like, how the fuck do you make so much money at McDonald's that they're gonna reject you for student loans? That's but great. yeah, it, it was a blessing in disguise because I don't have to pay that. Yeah. And that was one of the biggest lessons I've ever learned was that you need to learn if you can't pay with the cash, don't fucking buy it yeah. at all, right? No, my friend, yeah. uh, she she got like she got student loans invested in weed stocks. And she made enough where she paid for a university and paid back the student loans. Yeah. All with all with that. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, yeah, but since it picks up the money, just don't hit, don't hit the table, right? Oh yeah. No, no, yeah. And anyway, I don't know, man. It's like you don't but you don't know what this shit when you're eighteen. Yeah. Like, what, you, like what the fuck are you gonna do? Like let's say that you get accepted to McGill or something. Yeah. You're gonna move over to McGill, fuck around, party for a bit, and most likely, maybe if not, like fuck up and fail, right? Yeah. That's just that's just the way it is. Yeah. Like like um you ever watch American Pie? Yeah, yeah, I've watched like all of them. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> yeah, so like as a child, I was like, "Holy shit, university is so cool! Like, there's so many girls there, there's parties there, you can get drunk." Yeah. But later, did you know I went to university only for it to be like yeah, everyone's miserable? Yeah. I like final ever gains weight during finals. Well, you we went to the SFU, which is apparently miserable. So. It's, um, yeah, it's miserable to to the extent that you make it to be. Which, <laughs> I mean, I had a, I had a couple friends in in the frat, but um. Yeah. It SFU is known to be very hard marking, especially when it comes to econ. Yeah, there was a course that was called Econ Two Hundred One where they failed. Uh, what was it? Thirty three percent of students. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Thirty three percent of students. Yeah. So, and this is based on a curve. And you need, yeah. uh, for those who know what a curve is, it's based on the average of how much, how well people do. Yeah. So if you're on the cusp of your being the average, that's like a C minus C plus. Yeah. I had a stats te- stats prof once that was like she prided herself in failing a quarter of the, the class. <sighs> she was like. A quarter, you won't make it through this class, and I'm happy about that. I was like, oh, I don't know. She just wanted to weech, just weed people out. Yeah. Uh, it was also like a 400-level stats course. Like, so not, at least the 400-level stats course. This was like something you need to declare yeah. to get your major. So like, And the worst part about the, uh, about the program is that you have, like, you have to pass this course that fails 30% of people to get to declare. Yeah. Then once you declare, there's another course which fucks you over, which fails another 25%. Yeah. So this is after you've declared. And I've seen people who are one semester away from graduating. This is one of my best friends, by the way. And he got fucked over. He was like, yeah, you failed the course twice. Even though you have one more course to do, we're not going to let you do it. <laughs> Go back, take, a, take an entirely different program, spend $10,000 just because they won't let me do the course. Yeah. Three yeah. times. It's like, what? Yeah. It's a, it's, I know it's a business, but come on, man. There yeah. has to be an exception towards this type of stuff, yeah. right? And that's, I mean, that's... They don't need to do that as a business, right? Like, also, they get money from the government. It's not like just it's not completely a business. Like, there's there's government money in there. That but, uh, this is what I've heard though. I heard that like um because they get government money from the government, they're able to charge more. Yeah, yeah, probably. The fucking subsidies, man. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. You like, oh, god damn it. Yeah. Uh, you should see like how many international student gets fucked over because we pay four times the money. <laughs> <laughs> and and there are so many people who got go, go to their third year, fourth year, and just cannot pass econ three hundred one. Oh, oh, that would and be brutal. Yeah, the life is probably like yeah. basically fucked up. Yeah, I'm so happy I never failed the course in university. Yeah. So happy, oh, dude! I failed like so th- I failed three. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and they're all they're all mandatory. The two of them were mandatory. One of them wasn't. Yeah, and yeah, I don't know, man. Like going back out of it, was it really worth it? Yeah. I like to say it was for me because I the into the into the world where my degree degree is actually kind of useful. Yeah, and that was the world of insurance and yeah. But like for me, yeah. my, my degree is totally useful, um, at least for what I want to do. But um, yeah, I don't <clears throat> I don't know if I had to do a degree and there are a lot of things I like bio. I don't know if that would have been worth it at all. I think you should be a bio teacher. Yeah, I don't want to be a bio teacher. That's not me. Nah. I, I hate people so. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yeah, you deal with people all the time. Oh man. I, at certain aspects, yeah. whatever. Yeah, <laughs> not not the place for it. But, um, I don't know. I I like I cause so this fire thing, right? Yeah. So <laughs> just get out of get out of the career like yeah, as, yeah. as fast as you can. Right? Yeah. Like I don't know. For me, like it's not about money. Okay. Like life is. I mean, I want to make enough money where I can like essentially retire. Well, have the ability to retire. Like one of the things that makes working not as fun is that you have to work. If you were doing it purely because you were like, 
oh, you know, I to keep myself busy, and you had the ability to say fuck you to your boss, then like it would probably take a lot of like weight off your shoulders. Whereas like right now, you know, you you have to make rent, you have to get your expenses taken care of. But if you had the ability to be like, you know, fuck off, I don't want to, I want this job anymore, I'll just move. Then like that really helps with a lot of things. I mean, that's also the difference between like early career versus later career. You mm-hmm. have ten years of experience, you have more of an ability to be like, I'll just move to a different company. Yeah, very easily. Yeah. And well, yeah, because you kind of have no choice, but you have to you have to do your you have to do your dues, man. Yeah. Like like you're coming out of university and you're like, okay. Since so, so I know a lot, especially a lot of business students, they have this kind of arrogance where like, okay. I worked at a bunch of student clubs. I'm the shit. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to work in any single company. Then they work for the, one of these big accounting companies yeah. or maybe one of the big banks. I'm not going to say any names because I don't want to get sued the fuck out of. I, have no, I don't have enough assets for this shit. <laughs> yeah, like you work for one of, you know, one of these bigger companies and they just they fuck you over. They treat you yeah. like a slave. Like yeah. the one thing is investment banking. Like yeah. I, I, know, I know a buddy personally who works 80 hours a week. Yeah. 80 hours a fucking week. Yeah. And like, um, he makes a lot of money, but he spends all, a lot of that money like on the f- couple of weekends he has off. Yeah. Like the worst I've seen him was um, he had one weekend in the month. So he had to work, what, tw- he had to work 21 worse. days in a row. God, I would, no, that's not worth it for me. Like I don't, like life is, the thing is you, you like your 20s are only so long, right? Like I'm whatever, almost halfway through my 20s and I'm terrified of that. I want to use the rest of my 20s as, as, Best I can. I want to go like traveling. Uh, I'm going to in April. I'm going to New York. Oh shit! In in May, I'm going and doing a about nine day hiking trip, and then we'll see from there. I'm planning on doing another seven day hiking trip in June. Yeah. Ju- or July, I think. Yeah, July, and then from there, I'm, I'll see what I see what what happens. If I get weekends off, then then <laughs> if I, I get weekends because like the thing is if you have one day off in a row like it's not enough time to get do anything no right? it's like, not time to recover yeah whereas I if I get two two days off in a row then I can go hike somewhere and my brother's car so you know it helps oh of course I mean okay so, like I want to ask you something man like how, how important do you think nature is in terms of like one's own sanity 100% like like it's it's the like if I can go and see the mountains that's so nice at the end of the day it just it soothes me so much like in Edmonton, there's not nearly as much nature, and but out here, there's just you can go to like whatever Pacific Spirit, you can go to um, you know like beaches, you can go to uh, Stanley Park. There's just so many nice things, so many nice things. I wouldn't I wouldn't keep saying if if there wasn't nature around. And there's like so many places to go hike. I just have a list of hikes that I want to do, and oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, I mean Vancouver is one of those places where you can take go in a car and drive 20 minutes to the beach or 20 minutes to a mountain. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So beautiful. Like, I was talking to people from Toronto and they were telling me this and uh, they don't understand what's so cool about looking at rocks. Like, <laughs> I don't, okay, I'm, I'm so, I don't drink that much anymore. Uh, the only, like, events I've been drunk at, or the only things I've been drunk at, like, last year have been, like, company events. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, I prefer, like, weed's, like, Weed's my shit, man. Yeah. I don't know. Because, like, with weed, I don't get hungover. Mm-hmm. Whereas with alcohol, like, next day, I'm like, fuck this. I don't, I don't want this. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I don't smoke weed. So, you know, nice way to relax and just chill. I don't, I used to do that stuff, but not anymore. I've, I've kind of just, um... It's all shrooms now, right? No, not even, I, I used to, but not anymore. Like, I, I, I like, it's weird, because the one time I did it, I was, I kind of had a reality check. I was like, oh, shit. Like, I have so much opportunity. Yeah. I'm so privileged to be living at home, to have loving parents, to yeah. have this opportunity to do what I want to do. Yeah. Why am I squandering it, smoking weeds, getting drunk at the back of the car, and, you know, and yeah. puking in my own front yard, right? Yeah. Like, there's so much I can do, so what, am I, so what am I doing, right? Yeah. I mean, those are, like, the thing is, you need to enjoy your life also, like, right? If you're getting, if you never drink, and you're just like, I need to work 24-7, just to, like, work for that money, then, like, what are you what are you working for? But that's, but it's the fear, though. Think about it. Like, um... And there's a video I watched about something called the concept of something called the Walmart, the Walmart reader. You know what a Walmart reader is, right? Yeah, I know what a Walmart reader yeah, is. Yeah, but so the pe- people who do that are usually pretty old, yeah. right? So, like, um, you go there and it's almost like a flashback. It's like, wow, shit. Am I going to be doing that when I'm older? I'm not, I'm obviously, no offense to the Walmart readers. I actually have a lot of respect for them because they, yeah. are, they are working. Yeah. But do you want to live like that when you're older? Because you, cause you want to enjoy your youth when you're younger. I mean, I mean, like, yeah. depends, like, there's, there's levels, right? Like, I think there are a lot of people that have, like, a lot of people that have, like, really unhealthy relationships with money. In our society, there's, like, two levels, right? Yeah, go ahead. There's the people that are, like, I want to make, I, like, um, my ex, her, her dad was a partner at Deloitte, right? Oh, shit. So, so he, partner? <laughs> so you, he, you guys make 200K, right? Oh, he made way, made way more How than much? that. How much? 
Yeah, uh, after taxes, he made like three fifty. Fuck. So, <laughs> so like, why'd you break up with her? <laughs> but like, he made a ton of money, right? Yeah. But like, I went down to visit them in California, because uh, so she went to UBC during the year, but she was from from California. Went down to visit them for like eleven days in California. He was there like one of the days because he was doing a project in a different city, and he he like they have this Deloitte University and all that stuff, and. Um, and like I couldn't do that. Like you're not enjoying your time with your family, right? Like, and yeah, he made a ton of money, but at that point he was like, I he was I think it was like 50, he was mid fifties, and I don't think he had a plan to retire anytime soon. And Aww. he just like just worked like that was his thing, and that just sounds like a miserable life to me. What's really scary, man, is that um like I, I like just working gen- jobs in general. There are people who've been in companies for years. Yeah, and it scares me. To see what like you know what it is because yeah. if you continue in the same footsteps, you like slowly die. Yeah, you slowly die in the inside. You like if you work in the same you know company for this amount of years, you essentially become the people that work in the same company for these amount of years. Yeah, like I'm a weirdo, so like when I, when I walk around, I like to look at the chairs that people sit in. Yeah, and the one thing that scares me about the chairs is the backrest on the back of the chairs. Cause, oh, because they're so like indented. Yeah, and yeah they're so indented. Like, they've sitting, they've been sitting in that same chair for so long. It's like, yeah. wow, your back is fucking hurting. Yeah, you can't even sit without a backrest. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's scary. I I want to move. Yeah, I don't know. I like, I want to be. I just want like because I want to be an actor, right? And they make enough where I could have a decent living, and I could also have like a pretty chill life, like even less than a nine to five. Um, and just maybe work 30 hours a week or less or whatever and still make enough where I can live and enjoy life and go and do things. And that's the life I want for myself. I mean, with that, with that fire thing, there's like different levels. There's like fat fire. Yeah. Whereas they're, they're essentially at this thing where they make enough money where they can still enjoy their life. Yeah. And they, they work for retirement, but at the same time, like they're still enjoying their life. And there's like lean fire, which is essentially like they don't make a ton of money and they're just putting all their money in retirement and they're very frugal, which is like, so there's two, like two mm-hmm. sides of the spectrum, right? There's, there's the guy who spends all his money so he can like work and never really has much of a life. Um, and he just like, he puts so much of a focus on money and there's the person on the other side of the spectrum that like is very like cheap and doesn't spend any money. And like, I don't, I mean, I know people like that. And I mean, I've kind of been at like that at some point in my life, yeah. right? Like, you just want to put all your money away and you're just like, I want to, because I want to get, I want to have like so much savings and you like the idea of the money growing and all that. And like, there's a good thing to that, but at the same time, there needs to be a balance. Like you need to enjoy your life and, but you, and you don't, like you don't want to spend all your money, but you need to save some of it, right? Yeah, yeah I agree to you to the extent of that, but it's just, you need to build it well before you make it, right? Yeah. Like yeah. for like, there's, you ever watch Jordan Peterson? Uh, I haven't. I've, U of eight. Uh, I mean, like I, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a yeah. U of T. I've, I've watched some videos by him and stuff, and he seems seems interesting. But I haven't watched it like. Dude, a ton if you want to read his book, uh, tw- the one of the books is called the Twelve Rules of Life. Yeah. One of my favorite books, and the other one I'm trying to get past is called the uh, Maps of Meaning, which is 35 hours long, but audiobook. Yeah. I'm, I'm like 16 hours in, and it's just it's so abstract, but it's really cool. Yeah. Um, I need to re- definitely reread the other book again, but he talks about entrepreneurial risk. Yeah. Like you should be taking risks when you're younger because you don't have a lot of obligations to fill. Yeah. Like you don't have a family, you don't have a wife to take care of, you don't have yeah. a mortgage to pay, you don't have another baby coming in. Yeah. So you should be able to take that risk when you're younger. Yeah. But the reason why people are not taking that risk right now is because they're straddled with debt. Yeah. Like you're already below zero before you started because you yeah. you don't know that you made that decision when you're 18. Yeah. To incur debt to go to school which might not even pay off. Yeah. And like I'm, I still believe you should just go to school because academic students have shown that you can still make a million dollars over yeah. your lifetime for those who've graduated. Yeah. So yes, go to school, but just make sure you're able to pay for it, right? Yeah. And entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship isn't everything. Also, no. like not everyone can be an entrepreneur, right? Like I have no real desire to be an entrepreneur. I like the stability of like a working life, um, but at the same time, I wanna ha- I wanna get to a position where I don't feel dicked around by people. Yeah. So, I don't know, because like, if you're at like a lower level, then you just dick down by everyone above you, right? So, just a bottom level employee. Yeah. But then you like, so you you got to you got to make your dues before you move up, right? Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Like it's a it's a process. It's it's just it's a process you got you got to go. With it. Unfortunately, it's something that you have to do. Everyone has to deal with it at some point if you want to compete in that race. Yeah. And e- even if you're starting your own business, it's way worse because you have no one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're everything you do is on your own, and you're working twice as much, if not way more, to get something up and running. Yeah. Yeah. Right, like you're spending your weekends doing some other shit. You're doing, you're spending your weekends doing some other shit. You've seen my Instagram, right? Yeah, yeah. 
Like, yeah. you're always out doing something. I'm always, because you have to, right? Yeah. Like, like, how am I going to grow something if I don't meet new people, right? Yeah. As much as, like, like, I don't want to talk to people, I have to force myself to talk to people. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It's like, I'm, yeah, go ahead. I mean, like, I don't know, I came from, a, like, a stats and math background. So, like, if anything, I'm, like, the most social of, like, <laughs> I used to be, like, whatever, president of the of the math society at U of A. <laughs> <laughs> Not president, I was an exec. Um, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, exec, you know. Um, <laughs> oh, exec, bro. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I was ex- exec, and it was, like, I was, like, probably one of the more social people there. I always felt like, like, come on, guys. I don't know. There's, like, like certain levels of just so basic social, like, decency you need to be able to abide by. And some of them really couldn't. No, it's so weird because, like, you need that skill to work. Yeah. Like, I don't understand how you can go through an interview and not say a word. I mean, a lot, a lot of these people were, like, purely, I want to go into academia. But, oh, yeah. I, I can feel myself in academia. I, I don't know. There's, like... Pure math, they're at like a high level. It's almost like an art, and it's I don't know. It's a thing. I don't. I wouldn't want to do it. It doesn't like. I want to do something that's purely practical. Okay. And there's like something that I think about that, that about insurance that's cool is I feel like there's a lot of opportunities for almost making people's lives better. Sounds weird, but if you improve, like if you I like make costs lower, if you can improve insurance in one way or another, then like because it affects so many people then you can affect so many people's lives. That's if it's done correctly, right? Yeah, but like, obviously you and I will both work in industry and we know yeah. that like, leg- legislation is just yeah, yeah. not there to support it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it would be a slow process and there's a lot of things that you need to change. But I think I think it's an interesting industry just because of like the far-reaching implications of it. What do you mean though? Because like just how, how many people's lives you can improve by improving something insurance, right? Like if you say like hypothetically, we're able to cut the cost by like 30% through... Like, cause whatever, there was a study in, in Ontario that said like $100, uh, $100 of everyone's policy was fraud, uh, it's because fraud, right? If you can cut down on fraud, if you can like do one or like a couple things to like improve the cost of insurance by one way or another and like improve the quality, improve the cost, whatever, then like that affects just millions of people just in Canada, right? So I think that's kind of interesting. Yeah, but that, that's if... Uh government i think kind of steps off insurance right and kind of steps up the whole you know insurance meddling because like, yeah. you know in alberta the, like there's only so much that a company can charge and yeah there's... well no, no no longer yeah the, the rate cap's gone but oh is it wait did i hear about that no don't we still have the government maximum premium i mean yeah there's government maximum premium but they don't have the rate because there used to be a five percent i think it was five percent yeah, cap okay, on, yeah like, okay. Increase. okay so they so then they can so basically they kind of increase the amount they, they can do per year yeah but there's still going to be a capping on how much they can charge per yeah person. on the individual person so yeah. like if i think if they just got rid of that and the take all comers rule then well fuck i think yeah well i mean the take all comers rule you kind of kind of need because other people as people might just drive without insurance well then fuck that's up to them yeah but then you it like affects everyone else on the road right because well, like if, yeah. if someone cra- crashes into you and you don't have insurance or they didn't have insurance then like what's the insurance company going to do they either like then there's underinsured motorist protection or uninsured motorist protection they have to like help that person and then they, sub- they just have to go try to sue the other person yeah they're going to subgrade the other person but, but then- it doesn't really work that well because the other person probably doesn't have the money for the <laughs> yeah and that's why they don't have insurance yeah right? so, <laughs> exactly but yeah so it's like take, i don't know take uber, take uber guys <laughs> yeah, yeah so i don't know it's a it's a whole thing it's it's a, it's it's a, whole, a complicated it's, industry. It's, a, it's a whole thing but like um i think we need i still think we need it for a for a complex advanced society that's yeah 100 percent. yeah to protect your assets yeah you know what i mean yeah no we need what we need is like uh like tesla to come up with a self like self-driving cars for everyone and then like if no one's in crashes then okay so let's say we do come up with self-driving cars for everyone yeah so how many truck drivers we put out of business because yeah. they don't they don't they don't need them anymore? That's right? kind of interesting because I there's I a couple of my uncles were actually truck drivers at one point or another. I had a uncle that had a small business. I had a couple of trucks and then he he sold it and he retired at like thirty five, and he's been tired ever since and he's he's doing fine. But like, it's it's I don't know it's an industry where there is a lot of I always think there's a lot of industries where people are paid way too much for like the job they do and trucking might might be one of those yeah. industries. And there's, there's a lot of industries that, like, you think, like, oh, I just want to move this product from here to there, and I'm, you're, but you're paying someone, all, like, a ton of money just because, just to do that, right? And if you cut out a lot of those costs, then everything becomes a little bit cheaper. I mean, this is where I think universal basic incomes comes in, because at some point, like, we're going to cut enough people from enough industries. I mean, there is, like, in economics, there's something called creative destruction, right? Yeah. So, like, 
I think in the U.S. about five percent of the industry, like five percent of uh, jobs are destroyed each year, and then about five percent of jobs are replaced with something new. I mean, it's in recent years the job. They said the job quality is lower, which means more people are are either in jobs that they're overqualified for or <laughs> yeah. aren't getting enough hours. Yeah, which is like a problem. And at some point, if you eliminate enough, because the thing is, you're at, at this point. We're also eliminating. We're not just eliminating. Uh, eliminating low skill jobs, we're eliminating at some point high able, skill jobs because right? like there's there's AI programs now that are doing stuff like writing contracts and stuff that like used to be a super high skilled position, but essentially at some point that's going to come for a lot of different positions, and then at that point universal placing comes probably going to have to be a, at least my opinion is probably going to. I think I think it's only going to happen if it, if it's, if it replaces all other jobs to the point where you don't need anything anymore. Well, it's not. Because it's not I think, all, I think, but the thing is, no, if you have like thirty percent unemployment, like what are you gonna do? Like, are you gonna just beef up unemployment programs to the point where, th- I mean, then they there's so many different programs, and I think it's almost just more efficient just to have one program versus that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so he's saying if the unemployment goes up to a certain degree, then that really fucks the economy. Yeah, I yeah. think it's gonna balance us somehow though. Because I think with the creation of AI, there's gotta be something else that they can do. Maybe more programming skills are coming into place. But, but also at the yeah. same time, like, say 50 years ago you say, like, oh, in the future we're going to have robots that do, that do everyone's jobs. And you could hypothetically have a society where most people don't need to work to create, like, what you have in a modern-day society, right? Like, we thought would have thought that as, like, a utopia. But now people are like, oh, but it's going to destroy my jobs. But, like, do we really, at some point, are we going to get to a point where maybe we can do stuff more for leisure. Like I do, I have hobbies and I create stuff for fun versus, and I maybe create a, maybe I do add um, value to the society, but it's not in the current way of doing it. Uh, Yeah, we can uh, actually connect that point to like university degrees. Uh, Like 50 years ago, let's say, uh, university degrees were really, really important to get a job. Yeah. Like if, if you have a university degree, you can, go into any company and get employed by any of the big, big names. But now, uh, as we see, the market is saturated completely. Uh, So what do you think, like, university degrees are worth it or not? Yeah, unless, like, there's specific university degrees that still have a ton of worth, but a lot of times, like, you need either those specific degrees or you need, like, a master's or a PhD, and at that point, like, are we going to have everyone do 10 more years of education just so you could get a basic job? So okay. as Joe pointed out earlier, uh, that university degrees uh, make us lose money. Like we start from below zero. Like yeah. get, get out. Like I have a sixty thousand dollar debt. Yeah. Holy so, fuck! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, mine's uh, seven seventeen thousand at this point. Seventeen. Yeah. So. So being an in international student, so sixty thousand yeah. is, yeah. is a normal amount. But yeah. uh, but the point is. Uh, I don't think like university is ROI positive at yeah. this point because uh, the education that I got from university I could have gotten from uh, 10,000 um, different uh, websites or YouTube yeah. or somewhere. The only positive thing that I can think of is networking. I got to know a lot of people and I, I made a lot of connections, Yeah. but that is not worth paying $60,000. Yeah. And there's so many things now like doing a stats degree I noticed uh, most of the classes I have they it, they weren't teaching stuff that you need to know for industry. They were teaching stuff for a graduate program, right? right? They were trying to prepare you for a master's or a PhD. Oh, but like, yes. you, if, you, if you're going to industry, you don't need most of those things. Like, it, I don't know. I feel like there either needs to be something where you're different, like schools almost for one for industry, one for one for like graduate degrees. Because if you're catering towards... Cause most people in university don't go to which graduate graduate degrees, but like, they're most of universities cater so so much towards it, right? Like, if you do do a degree in bio, they're not going to teach you stuff for bio industry, which I don't know what bio industry is, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but like, they're not most of the time. Most programs they aren't teaching you unless maybe like engineering. They're not teaching you something specifically for industry. They're teaching you for like, oh, here's all the stuff you need for to do a graduate degree, and like. If you go on to go into industry, yeah, you wasted like whatever 50, 60% of the time in university. Yeah, uh, definitely. Like, that's an interesting point. But uh, the reason they do that is because people are confused. 
and yeah. as to what they want to do. Like yeah. I am confused what I want to do in my future. Yeah. So those different topics actually does help me. Uh, okay, so I don't want this shit, and uh, okay, this shit is actually useful for me. Yeah. But I think that uh, this process needs to start at, at a lower level, like grade five, grade six, grade seven, yeah. where they need to push kids, students, yeah. to see what they love instead of going, yeah. oh, five, five, you have to do maths, even yeah. though you don't like maths. Maybe yeah. you like science better, you like computer science or something else better. I, I think the USSR used to have a system where they'd push, push you into like a specific industry, like grade 10, or like more of a specific... Like you would stop or doing as much of certain classes and more of certain classes. I can't remember exactly. What, I it think was a long time ago. Switzerland does that based on gender now, because because they, they've kind of or well, sex because they've kind of realized that like you know, basically females are good at more protective uh, roles such as nursing and childcare, while guys are more useful in certain physical activities. Hmm. So I think they're also uh, basically trying to promote the basically the, the difference in sex between work and at the at the point to yeah. really try to optimize society and how that is. Yeah, mm-hmm. and now you get into industry and. Like, it, you can't stay at the same company now. No, I mean, is there such thing as company loyalty at the end of the day? No. Like, mm-hmm. like, I mean, I, I don't think, I mean, I think it's all dependent on what you're looking for, right? Like, like, go ahead. Uh, like my dad, he, 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 he the, from the moment he came out of university, he stayed in the same company for 27 years. You can't do that now. No, unless and you got promoted and all that, and I... I wouldn't do that at this point. I would just switch to a different company. Yeah, unless you work in Japan, then, well, that's a different situation. But if you're working for, like, a smaller company, then you don't have a lot of resources, so you need to keep people. Yeah. Because, like, a bigger company, say, with 15,000, 20,000 employees, they can throw you up because they have the resources to hire new people. Yeah. I mean, they're saying in accounting where uh, the, the most expensive resources are uh, human capital. Yeah. But if a company is able to compensate that anyways because they're so big, then there's no point, right? Yeah. They, they can just toss you and hire someone to improve their bottom line. Yeah. Like, my, one of my best friends works in Toronto uh, for, for, for an audit company, and they just fired, like, a manager for five years. Yeah. Who would have been in the job company for five years because they want to keep their bottom line. Yeah. Because they paid this guy too much. Yeah. Right? It's it's like, oh, shit. Like, you're not... Like, as a, Asian parenting, you want to, like, you know, raise your kids to have stable income and, you know, job security. Yeah. But does that really exist nowadays if wages are competitive? Like, if a company can axe you because you're yeah. too expensive, then they can just hire someone for cheap labor, even though that part company might suffer. Yeah. But they might be okay with it because you can still train them. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it just seems weird because you, you, there's so many companies that invest so heavily into, like, training employees and then not paying the, the additional amount that, like, they should be paying them market rate, which is weird because you think there's, like, this difference between market rate and what they're paying them. And you think in, like, a perfect society, all these, all these employees would realize, like, hey, I'm not getting paid market rate move to a new like then why would you invest in like training for for new people i think it's because i think it's because it's less costly for them to do that than it is for them to uh, keep someone and pay them more money yeah which yeah. is which is uh, the unfortunate case right because it comes up the question you know like if you were loyal to a company like would that does that pay off yeah no, like there's, there's no no loyalty now just mm-hmm. just go for your you have to do what's best for yourself especially yeah. like um like i remember someone working at a startup um well, sorry, a Series A company, uh, my, my mistake, and uh, they were go- almost going out of uh, out of bankruptcy. Yeah. So th- they were like, okay, look, I'm gonna promise you a pay cut yeah. to stay with this company. And guess what happened? They be- they did well and they canned them. Like like at the end, like as much as you don't want to get personal about it, it's it's all about the bottom line, and that's it's, unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like that. I don't know. That is one thing about like I feel like society now is getting more and more efficient, which is it's just in so many ways, but it's also just looking more and more at the bottom line. And there's, like, a certain human aspect that's being lost, which, like, I don't know. I'm sure there's arguments against against the human aspect, but sometimes I look at things and I'm just like, man, we should... You don't value people, and you don't, like... You you don't hear someone's situation out. It's just purely, like, how much are they getting paid? How much are we making from this? And sometimes you have to have some empathy, but I guess for a company, it's, it's not worth it. It's obviously not worth it. It's just a profit motive, right? Like, that's the whole thing for companies, but... Well, because, I mean, there's, there's two things you can do, man. It's really... If you break it down, there's two things you can do. Number one, you can you can just you know play the rat race and you know move up like move up the ladder. And honestly, that's actually a really good thing. If you're able to do that, then you're able to provide so much for your family. Yeah. Like like look at your ex girlfriend's dad who makes two hundred k as a fucking partner. As that. a partner, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like fuck, man, you gotta you gotta do well so, as a like, partner. Yeah, but like that's not. I don't know. Other side is where you can say, okay, maybe I'll, maybe I'll take a chance to do my own thing. Yeah. And hopefully that pays off, and then one day I can build my own fucking pyramid, and I can you know, and then I can hire a competency and do it that way, right? Yeah. 
And uh, what do you think like uh, stops people from doing that? Which one? Uh, just going out of their way, quitting the job, and uh, trying to start something. Multiple new things. Believing. Uh, so number one thing I would say finance. What are the other ones? Okay, so, so fear of risk. Fear of risk. People are risk adverse, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you you could, I mean that's the point of insurance, right? Like people are people are. Are scared of risk, so like we'll take it on for a little bit of a price, so we'll make more. Like the expected value for people taking insurance is gonna be a little bit lower, obviously, because the well, actually a lot of it lower, but um, <laughs> but like people are gonna take that that loss of expected income or expected loss of um, of money just so that they can have that lose that risk of like, hey, if I get an accident, it could cost me a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars, right? Uh, I asked this question to 20 different people and uh, when I talked to them, uh, all of them, almost all of them said finance, yeah. but uh, when I uh, elaborated on it, uh, the main reason came out like judgment of other people in terms that what, what would their friends think about their job? Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, my best friend is earning 65k a yeah. year and I'm just earning fucking 30k a year and I did better than him in the school. Yeah. So that that they take these things personally, what would my parents think? Yeah. What would be my students? It's, it's kind of interesting because like even for this like IFM exam for actuary stuff, there's one of there's there's so many things that are, are like there we assume this perfect market, right? And they're like they go over these things that are why there isn't a perfect market and one of them is called relative wealth concern which is like pretty much exactly what you're talking about right like people want people are worried about what stocks their friends are getting because they want want to make sure that their friends aren't making a ton of money and they and and they aren't because they're worried about like how people are going to view them and all that and it's it's really it's really weird because it's it's um it's like a bias that the affects i mean even the market as a whole but um I mean, that's how people get alphas in the market, right? But did oh. you ever talk about alphas? No. Oh, so like essentially it's it's the, you have a company that's that essentially is earning or going to get you a greater, a greater return on investment for the risk you're taking, right? Because like essentially you're, for a certain amount of risk, you're expected to like get a certain amount of, of return. So if you have a company that's say getting like 9% risk or they're doing like, whatever the standard deviations like 9% and their returns like 10% when it should be 5%, then you have an alpha of like 5%, right? It's just kind of the difference okay. between like what you should be earning, what you actually are earning on returns in a, in a stock. Well, man, I mean, yeah, I mean, judgment, man, like it, it's a big thing. Yeah. But then like everything you do as a first will suck. It's just, yeah. it's just, it's gonna, it's gonna be that way. Like no matter what it is, like no. when you did your first insurance quote, you suck at it, right? Yeah. I yeah. suck at everything, always. That's, <laughs> you just fail through life, right? No, it is. You suck at like until you put your ego to the side. You're gonna, you're gonna realize that you suck at everything. Yeah, that's that's, that's just the way it is. Like, yeah. yeah, it's better to be self-aware than delusional. Yeah, yeah. but there's also the issue where it's if I'm afraid to start something, I'm gonna make fun of someone else who is right. Yeah, and that's just I think that stems from a like strong sense of insecurity. Yeah, it's like oh, this guy's taking a risk. Yeah. Fuck this guy. If I can't do it, he can't do it either. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, there, there's a book by Kevin. Like, I was reading Kevin Hart's book, and he talks about the level of consistency. Yeah. Like, he's a he was an all right comedian, but he was never good. Yeah. And uh, it's the same thing with yeah. Joe Rogan. I feel like Joe Rogan was always like, oh, he's an all right comedian, but he was never great. And then, you know, he's just he just does it so much mm-hmm. that eventually people like recognize him. Yeah, but you you have to have a level of consistency. And you know, my thing about reputation, what people I care about, is this. I always ask myself one question. If I were to become homeless on the street tomorrow, would they help me out? Does my does my livelihood depend on their opinion? Yeah. If they don't, if you don't pay my bills, then why would I listen to you? Yeah. True. Th- that, that's it. Like you, you have no financial like meaning in my life, so I'm not. So like, what's the point, right? Do so you listen to your parents? Yeah, hundred percent. But then I need to, but I need to know where I'm coming because they do help me out. Yeah. And the, the, what they told me was that if this business can replace your income, then go for it. Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty that, reasonable. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that, that's very good that uh, your parent created such an atmosphere where you can grow and you can uh, go out and take risks. Uh, but do you think like uh, people like to take risks? Because I think like more than the win, people focus on the loss. Uh, for example, if you get a hundred dollar lottery to even a hundred dollar lottery today, yeah. uh, there's a study that came out and uh, they saw the reaction in people's mind. Um, there were a few people that were happy and they were okay I want hundred dollars and they, then they lost twenty dollars and there were a bit bigger reaction in their brain. Oh they lost twenty bucks? 
that uh, they gain hundred, but they lost twenty immediately. Yeah. And they, uh, the, the losing twenty was more heartening, like uh, to them. I mean, we 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 react better to sad news. Like this is why the news exists. Like this is why they report that shit because it makes it's money. Yeah. If it bleeds, it leads. Yeah. There, if it bleeds, it fucking leads. Make sure yeah. to book on that. <laughs> it's a book title, right? Yeah. Now. yeah. If it bleeds, it leads. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> but no, you know, I don't know, like. What it is here is that like people want to think of the cost of starting a business as just the cost of starting a business. Yeah. Like you like they don't see the other aspects of what you've learned, the opportunity cost of the skills you gain. Yeah. Because well, let's say that this does fail or that your business does fail, how much have you learned? Yeah. What are the skills that you've gained? So it's not a total loss. It's maybe you lost financially, but yeah. you need to have the mindset to think above that. Like okay, cool, this might be a risk. I lost money, but what have I gained? Right. Yeah. Yeah, like I've started business before that failed, but you know I've learned. I've learned. I've learned what I did wrong, what I didn't do wrong, and I'm applying to everything else that I do now. I mean, it's, yeah, it's always good to learn. You always need to learn. It, it is, like, man. It's like, but this, this, this fucking like world, man. That we live in this fucking rat race world, you know, where yeah. you come in, you don't have the totality of who you are. You have to say hi to everyone, and you don't care for these people. Yeah, it's like why can why can like can you imagine waking up and be like, okay, I have, I can do whatever I want. Yeah, you know what I want to do that. Yeah, I, I I really want to live that life. That'd be nice. Okay, let me ask you something. Yeah. Carson, if you had the whole day to do what you want, yeah. Like what would you from when you wake up to when you finish? Oh man, I don't know. It's it'd be interesting cuz like there's so many things that cuz I so I was, I was thinking at some point of, of hiking the PCT, which is this uh, trail in the US that it goes from like Mexico to the Canadian border. What the fuck? So it takes people about 6 months usually. Which is like, yeah. I don't know, I had, say my brother, for example, he biked from Edmonton to this, uh, like, southern tip of Mexico. So, like, that's a that's a journey on itself, right? But, like, what the fuck? I don't know if, what I would do, because sometimes I'm like, I'd love to go hike this PCT and, like, just just go out there and, like, disconnect from society almost for, for like, six months. Uh, it sounds like weird to say, but... No, it's, we all need our space. But, like, it, it that would be so... You'd come back from that so different. It would completely change how you think about things like think about if you had didn't have your phone for six months if you didn't have to like just suck up to people for six months how how would that completely change you as a person dude that'd be great if if i if i tomorrow didn't didn't have to do if i could just like oh here's a million dollars i'm gonna go hike for six months then yeah that would be i would probably go do that i think that's what i would probably go do yeah 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 that reminds me of a movie into the wild yeah, I, I, I relate to that movie so much. Like, speak the truth. I, yeah. I don't want the money. I don't want the fame. I don't want the lies. Just give me the truth. Yeah. Oh. Eddie Vedder. Yeah, I, I listen to the soundtrack to that sometimes. Eddie Society. Vedder. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so good. That's so on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I mean, like we, there, we don't have to make this a reality yet. A lot of us do because of the risk, right? Yeah. It's, just, it's also hard. It's very fucking hard. Yeah. To do something on your own. Yeah. It's it's really and like not everyone can succeed obviously right. No. Like most people are gonna fail. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things behind that. Like a lot of people aren't consistent. They're not gonna put the effort in. I mean, there's a reason. Like say in that econ class, like thirty percent of people fail. In my stats class, twenty five percent of people failed or or more. Right. It's just because a lot of times people, they're not, like if it's not something they're passionate about, they're not gonna put the the time in. And if you can if you put and if you're consistent. You put the time in, a lot of times that's really all you need to, to succeed. Like, you, you put enough time, you put time into anything, and you'll be good at it. Let me ask you something then. Yeah. In order to be successful at your field, you have to be good at it. Yeah. Think You think you have to be good at it? Yeah. I mean, like, it, it depends on, I think, the people, like, the, say if you're working at, obviously if you're working on yourself, right? If you're working, like, on a company by yourself, you pretty much have to be good at it. But a lot of people get through life just faking it. Like, if you have, like, the social skills and, like, the charisma, a lot of times people will believe you know what you're doing, even when you don't. And, like, <laughs> it's all just fake it to your make it, right? And, like, just... I hate that shit so much. I, I hate it. it. You, really, we should just be promoting people that, like, know what they're doing into positions where they know what they're doing, but it doesn't really happen a lot of times. Well, because it's human nature. Like, let me ask you something. So, like, would you rather buy a car for someone that you like or a car that you know you hate, but he's credible in what he does? Like you buy the car from someone that you like because that's just the way we are. Yeah, exactly. And if you like, if, if you're lo- well loved in certain industries or if you're well loved in certain offices, then, then yeah, even you, you could be shit at what you do and you could fake what you do, but yeah. 
that's just the way we are as, as humans. Like, it's, it's, it's never going to change. Yeah. There's this yeah. theory that basically people are promoted. So they'll say, like, someone's good at their job, they'll probably get promoted. But, like, basically there's this theory that we get promoted until the point where at the point you stop getting promoted, that's the job you're shit at. So you'll have a manager that's been there for, like, 15 years. Yeah. And they're bad at what they do. They were good at, like, it's like, uh, what's the guy's name from The Office? Uh the the main guy the Michael Scott Michael Scott, Scott. Michael Scott. Like, but like he was really good as a salesman right um, but he's he's terrible as a manager that he basically exemplifies that right he moved up because he was good at the position before that but he's shit at the position he actually ends up we just like promote people until they get into something they're terrible at oh fuck I mean well damn it man that's that's true well yeah. I mean, uh, so many times we don't even promote the right people as well uh, yeah. uh, like I've seen people get promoted because they were just uh, like their asses. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, it's all about, uh, yeah, a lot of times it's it's about I, who likes you above you, right? Like if it's, if your manager likes you, a lot of times that can get you where you want to go even if you don't know what you're doing. I feel like so many, so many times in the job I'm right now, like I make mistakes, but my manager overlooks it because he's like, oh, you're a smart guy. You're, you know, you're like, you want to, you're studying for the exact exams. Whereas I feel like sometimes I, I, Maybe it's like imposter syndrome or whatever, but I feel like a lot of times I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I, I'm i just like failing upwards. Oh, well, that's, you know, you fail, until you fail until you get somewhere, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for, for me, I mean, the most important thing is like, you don't have to necessarily be good at what you do, you just have to be consistent with what you do. Yeah. Like, um, you could be a, it could be a shit basketball player. Like, there's this one guy named... You like out of eighty four basketball games, so just keep in mind a basketball game is like two and a half hours. Yeah. He plays six minutes out of eighty four games. That's that's pretty good. Six minutes out of eighty four games? That's oh like, six minutes. Oh at least it's sixteen. No, no, six minutes like, out of eighty four games. Okay, that's that's terrible. Yeah, but he but he's st- he was still on the team, he made millions of dollars and he was just consistent with it. Now yeah. he's been now he has a job as an as a sports analyst and yeah. people hate him for it. Yeah. But there's a reason why. It's because he he like he he is consistent in what he does. He's been in the yeah. game for ten years. It's always so f- surprising with like football or basketball because you'll be like, oh, there's this like third string guy that like no one ever cares about, but he's making like at the very least like hundreds of thousands of dollars a year and like doesn't do anything. So do you think the real winner are the third string guys who will, will not get injured because they barely yeah. play? Yeah, I, I, no CTE, you know. Yeah. I think they're the real winner, especially in football, right? Like yeah. you could be a bench warmer and you could make millions of dollars yeah just sitting your ass on the bench even in soccer too like yeah. Just, yeah yeah you avoid injury but yeah. but you're just there touring you're there's there making millions of dollars yeah. you're just sitting on the bench there's no yeah. pressure on you right jimmy garoppolo for the longest time was just sitting behind tom brady making a ton of money everyone was like oh he's the next great thing and he, he like got paid a ton of money with the 49ers based off of like four games with the patriots or something yeah like it, oh no it's it's kind of funny it's it's almost a position to be in. It's it's good because like I think you're the real winner at that point. Yeah, you're the, like everyone makes one of the bench warmer, but really long run like you're the winner. No CT, no CTE, no injuries. You just sit there and you watch the game, front seat. Yeah, millions of dollars, no yeah. pressure. I definitely would. That'd be a that'd be a job I'd be fine with. You know, yeah. just chilling. <laughs> yeah, just chilling because like have your like li- have your beautiful house on the beach, beautiful wife. Like I don't know, that'd be that'd be a like, nice life. Hey, hey babe, wanna go play soccer? Oh, are you gonna play today? No, I'm just gonna sit on the bench. I'll see you. Uh, see you in soccer. Like, what are they gonna do to get injured? Like, they don't do it. I don't. I don't know. I'm, I'm not gonna shit on soccer, but like, it's it's like the least contact heavy sport of like any of the badminton. Okay. Well, like major <laughs> sports, right? Like, as at the other end of the spectrum, you have people like like rugby players, where they're not making like relative to other sports, they're not making a ton, but they get absolutely fucked up, right? Like, they they just run into things and like. Break skulls, right? I mean, not oh, literally, but oh. but like they they get these really really nasty injuries, and they get paid like less than a million dollars a year, right? Like I was I was looking at uh, this documentary on the New Zealand All Blacks. Okay. And uh, New Zealand. Yeah, they're like best, I uh, like best rugby team in the world or whatever, right? Uh, I'm sure that's controversial, but probably not. But um, they're like best rugby team in the world, right? And the top players on that team get paid like a million dollars a year. And they're they're going through like hell. They're going through these terrible injuries that like basically no other sport really goes through except like football. But they're also but football players are also going to get paid a ton more. Yeah, but like, is it really worth it though to get CTE? Like, like to no. be a fuck to be a fucking vegetable and to not no. control your emotions? No. Like, like look at yeah. Mohamed Ali. Yeah, dude, he has what is he? He has like CTE as well and like, yeah. a bit of Alzheimer's. Yeah. yeah. Like, is it, is it really worth it at that point? No. I, like, I, I get it. I think it is. Like, you, you get paid millions of dollars to be fucking, you know, treated, I guess. But, but you, have, you have one life, right? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to 
fuck up my body for... Like, yeah, I'm not going to fuck up my body for basically anything. Like, if someone was like, hey, here's $50,000, but you're going to break your femur, and you're going to be <laughs> you're gonna be in a cast for six months, right? Like, I'd be like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> like, I, I like walking. It's fun. It's nice. And, like, there's a lot of, a lot of things that come along with walking. Like, yeah. if I go on a date and I come in with this huge cast, like... I don't know. That, that's not going anywhere, right? Can, can we just talk about the fucking dating scene here, man? What the fuck? Okay. <laughs> okay, so we're, so we're both on Hinge, like, just for whatever, right? It's this dating app. This guy gets, like, really good matches, and, like, I get people who are, like, down with capitalism. Just, just, just okay, I, I did a girl I had, okay, I dated this, okay, well, okay, not, like, literally date, just, like, one, one, one date, um, and she had kill police t- tattooed on her leg, and I was like, nah, fuck this. But, like, she was, the thing is, she was attractive, but, like, I was like, nah, 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 that's, that's enough where I'm like, nah, fuck that, Dude, fuck that. I know, like, for me, like, there's a couple things that just turn me off, it's, like, what do you do for your spare time? Like, to eat and sleep. I'm yeah. like, dude, come on, man, you're fucking, you're young. What a, okay, I, I went on, like, a couple dates with, well, I went on a couple dates and I'm probably gonna go on another date, like, maybe this weekend, <laughs> on a girl with, uh, that's doing her PhD in, uh, chemistry at, at, uh, SFU. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, one of my friends said, like, you can only tolerate a girl depending on how hot she is. So it, he calls it, like, hot to crazy ratio. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like, uh, oh, how much mother? Yeah. yeah, so it's like, there's a, there's a line yeah. in the center. It's like, you can only yeah, tolerate so much hot for the amount of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. True. Which, in Vancouver, I feel like, there's a lot of crazy. Yeah, there's a lot of crazy. A lot of <laughs> girls with daddy issues, too. Which is not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that's I don't I don't consider that much of a problem. <laughs> that's a positive in some instances. <laughs> um, but like, but like, there's a lot of people that are like I don't know. There's I, I'm from Alberta, right? So like, <laughs> like when people start start talking about horoscopes or these like salt lamps and stuff, then I'm like, uh, okay, okay, I'll, whatever. <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna ignore this. Uh, it, I don't know. It's it's a whole other thing, right? I don't know, man. It's just it's it's, it's weird, man. Cause like, I can't deal with that stuff. Like for me, it's and so many vegans. I just I don't I don't mind veganism. I don't mind vegans. Cause like the, the like I've done a lot of research on vegans, and it's actually I think it is a way to go. I mean, I was a vegetarian for seven years, so like. Oh fuck! Good for you. Yeah, uh, I mean, like I stopped being a vegetarian, so. Mm-hmm. I'm, well, fuck you. Whatever, <laughs> I'm kidding. Whatever it's worth. I, I'm actually not um, but like, I don't know. Like I respect veganism, the practice. But, like, so many vegans are very preachy about what, like, that's the thing that I hate about it. Like, there was that one that they were standing on, like, Granville or whatever, and they had the TVs, and they were, like, showing video of animals getting butchered. Like, I'm just trying to go through my day. Like, why do you have to put this shit on me? Like, yeah, I eat eat meat, but, like, there's, if you're trying to talk about it from an environmental standpoint, there's a ton of other things you can do to, like, improve your environmental footprint and still eat, like, some meat, right? Like, if you eat, like red meat once a month and you eat the occasional fish and some chicken and that's a lot better than like oh i eat meat every day right like there's 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 levels to this shit but but like they just treat it as like you eat you eat meat you're terrible right if you're talking about like animal like rights and stuff like that a lot of times there's a lot of misinformation on that side but i don't know also my like when my grandparents were farmers and all that so i come from i mean Alberta, like, the same thing. The thing is, if you want to argue with a vegan on, on morality, you can't win that battle. They'll just yell at you. No, you, you can't. No, you, but you really, like, if you go from, like, a logical debate, you can't win that battle. Yeah, they'll just yell at you. I don't want to yell at you. Not even that. Not even being yelled at. It's like, like, like you can be able to systematically just, like, debunk. Like, you can't, like, in terms of morality for veganism, you, you can't really win that argument. I, try, I tried that, yeah. and it's just not possible. Like, it's, it really isn't, because they, they can take you from all levels. Yeah. But... But uh, it, but in terms of a health standpoint, then I think that's where you have a bit of leeway. But um, even then, in most studies even show that like a vegan diet, if not like a, a very plant based diet, so do it. But the thing is, do I want the years from eighty to eighty two? Do I want those years? Oh, what? Like I'm fine with dying like a little a couple of years earlier if I can enjoy my life, right? If I can have a nice steak once in a while, I'm, I'm good with that. Oh shit, man. Well, that's the thing, man. It's like. When you're old, man, do you want to be able to walk without a walking stick? Yeah. And that's a scary thing. Like, when I walk around the desk and go back to the point of, of the desk and seeing the fucking backrest. But, like, at the same time, like, a lot of vegans aren't doing a ton of exercise, right? 
And like, there's if you're truly talking about the health See, standpoint. Yeah, yeah, I'm a vegetarian. I'm not a vegan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's too hard. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, 100%. I, I know that. Yeah. 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 But but uh, I agree with Joe. Like from morality point of view, you cannot like uh, defeat or like argue with them. Yeah. Like uh, uh, someone asked me, "Why don't you eat meat?" Uh, I just say like, "I don't want to kill anymore." Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not going to try to convince you to not be of course, of course. a vegetarian. Like, I, I do think there are positives about it. Mm-hmm. And, I th- like, really, it's the preachy attitude he gets to me. And a lot of times if they try to argue about, like, oh, health, then I'm like, well, are you, are you running every day? Are you, are you going to the gym, like, six times a week? Are you, are you, like, like, are you, are you, like, peak performance here and, and, like, trying to, like, look down on everyone? Are you someone that does one thing and is acting like, oh, I'm the best because of it? Like... Yeah, I mean, I, I think like uh, people should just live and let live. Yeah, yeah. If, yeah. if you're doing it, don't impose it on others. Yeah, I mean that was the same thing when I was a vegetarian. It's like I'm most people I I like knew didn't know I was a vegetarian because it would just be if they went out for dinner with me because I was like, oh, you know, I just don't eat meat. But it was just more of like a personal issue yeah. rather than something I would put on everyone else. Yeah, uh, like I'm from India, so like uh, almost like more than 50-60% of population is yeah. vegetarian because there is a lot of variety. Yeah. If I was born here, I'm sure I'd be uh, chick- uh, like I would eat chicken or yeah, it's it's yeah, it's much more of a like cultural thing here, especially like, in the Philippines. Like it's you don't yeah. see a lot of vegans in the Philippines because a lot of our uh, food is beef. Yeah, fatty beef, fatty chicken, like ugh. or like when I went to like Argentina or Greece. Um, like, meat there is such a big thing that if you say, I'm vegetarian, they'll be like, oh, chicken. Because they think, like, oh, red meat. Like, you don't want to eat red meat. You want to but, like, chicken's fine, right? Or, like, seafood. Like, but, yeah, like, whatever. It's just that, like, meat it, like is so much a part of different cultures. Like, yeah, in certain cultures, it's just, like, you can't have a meal without meat. Or it's seen as, like, a... As, like, there are so many cultures where it's seen as, like, oh, if you're, if you're well off, you can have meat. So then if you're... If now you're... Like, society's getting more and more well-off, so everyone's like, oh, I can eat meat every night? Like, this is great, right? So, but, like, it's just, uh, like, where they came from, right? I don't know. Uh, I think there, I think there's a proper way to do it. Like, I don't mind them spreading the news of veganism because there are a lot of good aspects to the, to the whole thing, right? Yeah. But there are better ways to do it. Like, if you're going to yell at people and just say, and they condemn them for being assholes, yeah. then what's the conversion rate on that, right? Yeah. Like I think there needs. To be, I don't know what this. I don't know what the answer is, man. But like I think yeah. there needs to be a, a more effective way to communicate that message without being such a dickhead about it. Yeah. Well, like say for example, my parents, right? They have they have solar panels on their roof. They grow like probably about I'd say like thirty percent of the the vegetables and all that they eat. And like is that? But they eat meat, right? So from a, like for a vegan, it's like oh you have solar panels, but like you eat meat, so you're a dickhead automatically. Or like where, where's their logic on that, right? Whereas like if you're someone that just like Oh, I have a Hummer, but I'm vegan. <laughs> like, like, oh, can I be morally superior to then? Or, like, I don't know. Like, there's there's levels to it. And, like, really, at the end of the day, we should all just, like, we all just need to work on ourselves, right? Like, don't don't get, go out there and, like, try to preach everyone else. I mean, if it's something like, I don't know, climate change is pretty scary, but, the uh, but like, it also doesn't ever enter, shouldn't ever enter Greta every... Greta Thornburg. It shouldn't enter every conversation. Greta Thornburg, man. She won, she won person of the year. Yeah, I don't... Whatever. Like, I don't know. I like climate change is obviously a big issue. And it's... It, the news, it's getting bigger and bigger. But Greta Thornburg's just a person. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many things where... It's just like you get this person that's spearheading a movement or something. Oh. Or someone that's famous that's like, oh... You know, they're great people because they said something, but really they're just, she's just a person. Uh, I, th- I think, uh, you go ahead. Yeah, and, and the reason you knew uh, Greta Thunberg, because she was on Game of Thrones, and nobody would have known she, she's there's some kid who left school to speak about this uh, climate change. No one would knew, um, no one would know her. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, everything off your chest? Yeah. Cool, all right, man. So thank you guys so much for listening in. Uh, thank you for coming on, by the way, man. Yeah, definitely. Cool, yeah, cool. Hope to see you again, man. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it, and I hope to hear from you soon again. There are many more episodes to come. Take care, and bye for now. Mm-hmm.